Support for MVY's Shakedown Stream comes from Praxis Consulting Incorporated, working with insurance companies to increase their profitability through subrogation and recovery efforts. They're committed to improved recoveries, best practices, and better yield. More info by emailing info at praxisconsulting.com. Hey now. Hey, this is Jer Beer, and welcome back to another episode of Shakedown Stream. Right here on MVYradio.com. This week, we're going to the Central, Worcester, Massachusetts, October 21st, 1983. We'll hear the whole show in its entirety at about an hour into the stream. Sit back as we hang out at Madison Square Garden in October 1983, right here on MVY Radio. Right on. Thank you. 
Yeah. That's Fire on the Mountain from Burlington, Vermont, April 13th, 1983. And before that, we heard Space from MSG, New York City, 10-12-83. For some reason, that show, uh, it's a show that uh, I used to listen to a lot. Um, I was always into the Space Jam. So, just thought I'd play that. 1983, fall of 1983. Um, there's a lot of great books written about the Grateful Dead, as you probably know, and there's always a couple more coming out, but you can read about 1983, but there's not a lot written, and whatever is written uh, seems a little negative and a little dim. Um, I will say that in 1983, I, as I said last week, was getting weary, but a lot of my friends were either getting busted or getting busted and uh, diming their friends out people going to rehab, and uh, we were getting a little, you know, burnt out and a little burnt by being deadheads, which happens all the time. In 1983, that was starting to happen for Jerry Garcia. I want to take us back to 1970. As you know, Deep Elm Blues was brought back out in 1983, but I want to listen to a version from 1970 at the Fillmore East. Right on. Can't hear the guitars, man. If you go down to deep enough to have a little fun, have your ten dollars ready when the policemen come. Oh. Mama, your daddy's got the deal in the news. Oh, oh, sweet mama, your daddy's got the deal in the news. Once I had a girlfriend She meant the world to me She went down to deep end them. Now she ain't what she used to be Whoa, sweet mama Your daddy's got them deep in the Better lose. 
deep in the blue
darling in the wind and the rain Wherever he goes the people all complain
St. Stephen, and before that was Deep Ellen Blues. The St. Stephen was from 51470 in St. Louis, Missouri, and before that was a Deep Ellum from 515-1970 Fillmore East. I thought since those tunes came out, uh, were brought back out in 1983, it's important to understand why those songs are great and to listen to them when they were great. They played St. Stephen a few times in 1983, but boy, they didn't sound like anything like they did in 1970. And Deep Ellum, well, that's a tune that I became acquainted with um, from the Reckoning album, the 1980 run at Radio City Music Hall. But it's an old song with the dead. And uh, in 1970, they would do these acoustic sets that were oh so beautiful. Well, before we go to the next thing... uh, Dave's Picks has announced the final installment for this year, 2017, and they came out with 825.72, Berkeley, California. I've had a part of that show on uh, tape from some time, and I think everybody has, but this is the complete show, and it is the most beautiful copy that you'll ever get, and my understanding is that it's already sold out, Um, but... We'll hear it as soon as I get it here on Shakedown Stream. Let's go to August 1983. This is in Seattle, Washington. And you're listening to The Grateful Dead right here on Shakedown Stream, yo.
Shadowboxing the apocalypse and wandering the land. 
That's my brother Esau out of Deep Elm Blues from Seattle, Washington, 827, 1983. I thought Brent's keyboard work on Deep Elm was very nice. And I want to say happy birthday to Brent Midland. Too bad he's not with us. He was my keyboardist for the Grateful Dead. There's a lot of debate who the best keyboardist of the Grateful Dead was or is or whatever, but I would say um, I really only knew one guy, which was Brent Midland. I got on the bus in 1980. I, uh, I think Keith Gaucho was with the Dead uh, at, at the best time to be with the Dead, but I never heard him. I never saw them play live. I wish I did. Sometimes I find myself dreaming about a time machine, if I could go backwards, and where, what Dead show I would go to. And I'd probably start from the beginning and never come back. Well, right on. Let's do a couple more. Uh, we have a dark star coming up from Europe 72, and this week will take us to Munich, Germany. And at that time, it was West Germany. But let's go to uh, the Carrier Dome, Syracuse, New York, the end of the first set, 1023 <laughs>
hands on your grave From able to dance, I was to crawl across the mountain From able to dance, I was to crawl
We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Okay, they're going to take a short break, and then they'll be right back. That's Day Job on a Hell in a Bucket from the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, 10-22-1983. I didn't go to that show. A lot of my friends did, and that was when I first started seeing those beautiful tickets, and people would buy um, all the tickets for the East Coast tour. And that was kind of when they first started doing it, the mail order and stuff. And I, uh, it's funny because I remember we listened to 1982 last month, and I thought, you know, that doesn't seem right. That um, I remember talking to my buddies, and they were going up, and I thought, um, you know, I thought it was 82 seems too soon. But yeah, so they did. They ended the East Coast tour again in 1983 at Syracuse. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you go through that. Well, right on, man. You know, hey, things are shifting all the time uh, here on the island. It has been incredibly warm, just warm, warm. And, and uh, yesterday, Monday, I thought, wow, it's like, it's, uh, we're calling it August-tober, right? One of the nice things about living on the island is that we get the Gulf Stream uh, winds and, and uh, kind of weather patterns that come up from Florida. But if you're on the mainland, if you were in Connecticut uh, or just even, you know, up and around Boston or Worcester, uh, it's like, you know, eight degrees cooler. And uh, so I like it. I was reading a little bit about the history of the island, and at one time there were bears on the island. And there were even there were some sightings of penguins. Now we don't have any bears on the island now, and there's definitely no penguins on the island that I know of. Cool. So yeah. So our featured show, 1021, is Brent's birthday. And I think it's his 31st birthday. And so I want to play a tune for Brent. Um, this is a song that he broke out in April of 1983, Maybe You Know, and he played it maybe six times. It's a song that he wrote, and he only played it in 1983, and that was it. Check it out. Talking that is taking light When 
it all comes down to really covering ground. I know I'll get more done tonight. Maybe you know how I feel Maybe you know how I feel. Maybe to you. I've been hearing for a long time. I still hear about some kind of long-term plan. feeling brent midland from 42683 philly spectrum first time that song was played was in burlington vermont april 13 1983 and bobby and jerry and phil did not play with him it was the song that they played right before drums 
And I got to say, that is somewhat indicative of Brent's relationship with the band. I guess he had a bit of a strange personality. He, he had a, like a, a chip on his shoulder, and uh, he never felt like he was really included or a part of. And it's hard to tell what came first, the chicken or the egg. But on that version, you can hear Garcia in the band and standing up for Brent's songs. My favorite song that Brent Midland wrote was Easy to Love You. And when that song was brought back, like in 1990, they played great versions. And I, that's my favorite Brent song. Uh, some of the other songs were not really good for my trip, like Don't Need Love, kind of a buzzkill, and Blow Away, which was a great rocking kind of tune. But the lyrics were a little uh, disturbing as well. But Brent Midland, man, right on. It's time for the Bear Essentials. And this is a song that Jerry Garcia covered with David Grisman. And this is D.D. Uh, Bridgewater, new CD out. You may recognize this song. Thank you. 
is gone right on it's a new cd that came out in 2017 dd bridgewater memphis yes i'm ready she covers some other tunes but that is the thrill is gone mr bb king and jerry garcia did that tune i think it's the first garcia grisman cd that they ever put out great song the best way to hear that song is by Mr. B.B. King, the chairman of the blues. Uh, one of the best concerts I ever saw was a free B.B. King concert in Hartford, Connecticut. Afterwards, I was mugged. Yo. But great show. I mean, I got the blues, you know what I'm saying? So here we go. This is the Grateful Dead at the Centrum. They played two nights in Worcester, Mass., October 20th and 21st. And this one, this night, is a good night. Right on. Check it out right here on Shakedown Stream.
See, she riding. See now the moon, you shining bright, riding high. Oh, now see, see, she riding. See now the moon.
time Some of the fellas make nothing at all And you can hear him cry
My brother he saw kill a hunter back in 1969. Before the killing was done, his inheritance was mine. And a decent moral land. Our father favored Esau, who was eager to obey all the wild commandments. The old man shot his way.
gonna take a short break, we'll be right back. All right, they're going to take a short break, and they'll be right back. The Promised Land on a Big Railroad Blues. Before that, my brother Esau, with a little bit of a different kind of uh, lyric refrain. Ramble on Rose, Cassidy, Cumberland Blues, C.C. Ryder, Loser, and The Music Never Stopped to open up the show. How about that? They only opened up Shows with the music never stomped two times in 1983. They played it five times during the year, but um, an opener. Actually, it might only be one time. We just did here. No, they did it twice because our last featured show, Santa Fe 910. Yes, we got a little pattern of behavior going on here. And boy, did we get lucky. We got a loser in Ramble on Rose. Uh, in the first set, I didn't plan that. That's just kind of the way it happened. Cool. An upbeat first set. You know, there was no real slow songs except for C.C. Ryder and maybe Ramble on Rose, but that was really solid. Yeah, nice. Really nice. Uh, and again, this is uh, Brent Midland's 31st birthday on this show. Though they don't play any of his songs, or he doesn't play any of his songs, but I thought that his um, singing on Cassidy with Bobby Weir was great. And the jam in Cassidy was really nice and very well played. Yeah, good first set so far. Got to thank Jay Ashley for the soundboard transfer and Jeff Silverman for recording the show. And this is a Matrix, which is a blend of soundboard and audience recording. In the review of this show by John Scott, who is uh, one of the architects of Dead Bass, uh, one of the things he focuses on on this show is that it's a long show, and because of the way the songs are placed, it's pretty hard to put this uh, show on two 90-minute cassette tapes nicely. Uh, the flips happened right before the end of playing in the band. So he spends a little time, like, too bad they didn't have 100-minute tapes. But, of course, in the uh, digital age with CDs or even DATs, uh, it wasn't a problem. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I remember these shows. I remember it, um, getting tickets was kind of hard on this one. And, you know, I could have gotten tickets. I am such a last-minute kind of guy. But... Yeah, Cumberland Blues, and it's all standalone, you know, uh, but they do this song uh, a couple times on this tour. Yeah. Well, I was reading a little bit about 1983. One of the things that was said, at least by Blair Jackson, is in 1982, um, there was a lot of promising new stuff, as we did last month with a new song like Touch of Grey or Throwing Stones, and... Uh, but that 1983, even though Garcia's health and physical condition is worse because of his opiate addiction, 1983 was kind of a better year than 1982. Kind of interesting. Um, but I remember, you know, and I remember the phrase that we used to say, uh, you know, around this time was uh, the fat man rocks. And I remember having the bumper sticker. 
And before 1983, I don't think we were saying calling him the fat man. And then, you know, it got to the point where it was Jerry and Red trouble ahead. But, um, and like I said, I remember being at one show in 83 and there was, you know, hanging out with some of my buds. And one of my buddies had just gotten out of rehab and, uh, but he had gotten busted. And we, you know, we bump into this guy who was the guy that dimed him out to the police. And so it's like this weird energy. And I, my memory is that there was kind of more of that stuff going on at this point. Maybe it was always going on, but I was getting older. And so those kind of things started to happen. Well, yeah, this is, this is a good show. And I'm kind of glad the way this lined up. Um, yeah. You know, 1984 is when it got really bad for Garcia. Um, and by 1984, you know, he weighed about 300 pounds. I mean, he literally was the fat man. Um, you know, he was never known for being like a marathon runner or going to the gym and working out. But, uh, you know, he kind of lived in this dark cave in a basement at Hepburn Heights. And he would never really sleep on a bed. And so he got like edema in his legs and ankles and they got really swollen because uh, he would just sleep in a chair and sleep a little bit, smoke cigarettes, base coke, uh, chase the uh, the China cat. So it was kind of a dark time for him. But, you know, rock and roll life is kind of weird. And I guess, it, you know, it gets to you. It gets boring. And uh, he would, you know, the other thing is like uh, he became too popular, you know, so he would kind of like have to hide. You know, most really good artists, I, I suspect, are really shy. They're really shy people. And as their art or their music or whatever it is becomes more popular and more well-liked, you almost kind of become more shy about it. You know, you have the opposite reaction. You don't want to become too out front about it. You kind of want to hide a little bit with it because it's, it's very personal. Well, cool. Um Phil Lesh played uh, the other night this weekend at Terrapin Crossroads. And uh, Wade was just telling me that Johnny Kay was up in Alaska playing, kind of doing a new thing, more of a solo thing with samples and looping. Uh, but he's up in Alaska and uh, pretty cool. I know Dead and Company, they're getting ready. We're getting close. I know people are getting psyched. People are wondering about tickets. The miracles are coming. Why don't we get right to the first set and we can talk more. We're listening to The Dead at the Centrum, 1021-83, right here on Shakedown Stream.
Thank you. 
Jane She lost her sparkle, you know she the same Ever since she went had her front lobes changed All the brain can see is in a shame Chuck to Buffalo I've been thinking You got to mellow so It takes time You pick a place to go Just keep chugging But you're gonna come in. Busted down the urban street. Set up like a bowling pin. But knocked down and gets to wearing thin. They just won't let you be. Oh, no, no. We used to get hanging around and you'd like to travel. Tired of traveling, you wanna settle down. I guess you can't revoke yourself for trying.
Show, be in LA, running like a serpent, running on a 
Sit up in the trees by the railroad track The engineers see us sitting in the shade Drumming to the rhythm that the giant is played When people pass by and ask time to sail Mama, that little kind of boat There's the encore. Jonathan, please be good. Johnny, be good. Yeah. Before that, from our 102183 featured show, we heard a touch of gray, which got off to a rough start, kind of came out of nowhere. And I like this Garcia line, say your piece and piss off. But Weir helps out. Because he says, that's right. Before that, I need a miracle out of wharf rat, out of trucking, out of space. And Bobby doing a little sage and spirit. I don't know if you heard that, but that nice little uh, guitar instrumental, sage and spirit, out of drums, playing in the band, Uncle John's band, and a scarlet fire to open up the second set. That Uncle John's, that sounded great to me. That tune always kind of puts me back in alignment. Perfect. Yeah, nice second set. Uh, I thought that uh, Warfrat Miracle Touch. Yeah, Garcia needed that. And then uh, nice line with trucking. You know, Jane, she isn't the same whenever she had her frontal lobes changed. She isn't the same. Well, when I'm not doing this, I'm a little bit of a political junkie. Always have been. And uh, now when I do it, I'm on the sofa as a spectator. But uh, I was reading Katie Turr's new book, Unbelievable. And she refers to Jerry Garcia, his long, strange trip 
comparing it to her long, strange trip, because she was a reporter that was assigned to the Trump campaign, and she had a wild time. Uh, Trump uh, kind of would name her at his uh, campaign events, and then uh, the Make America Great Trump fans would start booing her, and at one point she had to have like Secret Service to protect her because Trump had kind of outed her because she was kind of the truth teller to things that he would say on the campaign trail. But I'm just getting into the book, but I thought it was kind of cool that she made a, a reference to Jerry Garcia. But one of the ways that she would de-stress was listening to fish on like long plane flights. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, so that's that. Let's do some traditions here. Uh, as you know, in October of 1987, Garcia had a nice little time at the Lunt Fontaine Theater in New York City on Broadway. How do we turn to that now? And uh, this is from 1028-87, The A Show. Ladies and gentlemen, by order of the New York City Fire Department, smoking is strictly forbidden in this theater and is against New York State law. You may smoke in the upstairs lobby only. Thank you.
Bye. 
That's Jerry and his friends, Sandy Rothman and David Nelson. Those guys known each other a long time, before the Grateful Dead. And, of course, John Kahn, David Kemper on drums, and some other guy on fiddle. Totally new to the Jerry Garcia thing, uh, but he does have a name, Kenny Kosick. Kosick. Yeah. And before that, Deep Ellen Blues. 102887. You know, Garcia went through a bad time, came out of it, and then he started doing stuff like this and just great music. And you could tell he wants to play lots of music. And uh, one of the things I kept reading about, you know, when he was really deep in it in 83, 84, was that he was bored. He was just bored. And I thought, geez. And somebody, uh, Len Delamico, his idea was not to try to get him to stop, but to get him unboard and to do other things. So he started talking to him about movie projects, and that may have helped get Garcia thinking about other things so he wouldn't be bored. Uh, as a, uh, a former drug counselor, one of the things that I would always hear from uh, new recovering addicts is, I'm bored, and when I get bored... That's when I get into trouble. So Parcheesi is like something you really... No, but like you got to always be thinking about keeping yourself going and try new things. Got to bend the, the circuitry in your brain. One thing I do want to tell you about is in the past week, I've been drinking kombucha. And I thought it was just something that women drink at yoga classes, but uh, I started drinking... When I first drank it, I thought it was like vinegar. It was weird. But uh, but now, man, it's really quenching. And it's better than drinking Gatorade because there's no artificial stuff in it. And it helps with all sorts of things. So, kombucha. Woo. Thank you. 
Thank you.
Thank <laughs> you. 
Now that's the Grateful Dead. A beautiful morning dew on a dark star. All that from 5-18-1972 in Munich, in Germany. Thunderous. One of the classic dark stars of all time. I think henceforth we should follow every dark star from this point forward. We have two more to go from the Europe 72 tour. 
and we'll do it week by week right here on Jake Downstream. Hey, I want to thank you all for joining me this week for this episode. And we'll have one more fall 1983 show for Shakedown Stream next week. Look for it. Wait for it. I'm going to close with one of the songs that we started this whole conversation with, Throwing Stones, which goes very well with Morning Dew, especially nowadays with all the crazy talk out of the White House. we got to stay together, stick together. We are together, and we will survive right here on Shakedown Stream, yo.
So the kids they dance and shake their bowls while the politicians throw in stone. Bringing ashes, ashes all fall down. Ashes, ashes all fall down. Heartless powers try to tell us what to think. If the spirit's leaving, then the flesh is ink. Yeah, history's page, it is thusly carved in stone. The future's here, we earn it, we're on our 